Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back to the Brain Lady Speaks Radio Show with Julie Anderson. Welcome to Brain Lady Speaks with Julie Anderson. Julie Brain Lady Anderson is considered to be one of the nation's top experts on the brain personality connection. She has been inspiring her audiences to fire up their brains and ignite positive changes in their relationships. And now, she is here to bring that knowledge to you. The information she shares will help those who hear it to accelerate their success in life and business through the discovery of their natural gifts and maximizing their brain power. When you learn to tap into the potential of your natural gifts and the power of the brain-mind connection, there is no limit to what you can accomplish. Today and every Wednesday on Brain Lady Speaks, you'll explore the latest findings to see how they have practical application in your life. And now, get ready to join Julie Anderson on the Brain Lady Speaks radio show. Take it away, Julie. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Brain Lady Speaks radio show, also known as the Brain Lady Speaks podcast. I am Julie Brain Lady Anderson, and I am doing something fun today. I've done it a couple of times in the past, but for those of you who are listening live on the radio show, or on, you will hear me refer to Facebook Live because I'm also doing this in tandem with Facebook Live. And we're having a lot of, hey, Anita, I am so happy to hear oh, the things Anita's got going on in her life. I can't wait to connect. We need to connect, Anita. Anita's here on Facebook tying in to listen to some of the uh, program that we're doing today. We're going to do a talk uh, that's going to deal a lot with, of course, the brain, my favorite subject. And we're going to talk about the neuroscience of success. As I mentioned before on the intro, before we got started on the radio show, uh, we are going to be doing kind of a neuroscience and success series where we're going to talk about a lot of different things that do have to do with training your brain for success. Because there are real life things that we can do to train our brain, control our brain, get our brain to listen to us instead of letting our lower portions of our brain always take control. And that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about the amygdala. And the amygdala is this wonderful part of the brain that we've got to have. We have to have working for us because it is it's our protection. It's our, it's our system that comes into play that helps to protect us from danger. So for those of you really, do, I've, I've mentioned it a couple of times on the Brain Lady show before and on the Brain Lady Speak show before about the amygdala, but I'm just going to give a little recap. So remember that the, the process or the reason for the amygdala taking over the brain, its job is to protect us. So what we're talking about today, we're not talking about this upper portion of the brain, you know, our cerebrum, what makes us think, where we can process the incoming data and, and evaluate situations. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the lower section of the brain. Some people would refer to it as your subconscious. I like to call it the automated portion of the brain. And the reason why it's an automated portion of the brain is because it kind of runs on autopilot. It's not something that we actively try to tap into and control. It's the section of the brain that runs our cardiovascular system. It runs our digestive system. It runs, you know, all of these different, our immune system, right? Very important. We'll do a, a show on psychoneuroimmunology in the future. But for right now, we're, we're talking about just those automated systems that it runs. And it's designed to just keep the body running, keep it running smoothly, uh, really working with um, 
uh, managing, if you will, these systems in the body so that you don't have to automatically think about it. So you don't wake up in the morning and go, okay, take a breath. Okay, breathe. Okay, heartbeat. Right? You don't do any of that. That all takes place in this action portion of the brain. And the amygdala is down in that section. And it has a job to do. And it is the, one of its biggest jobs is to process fear. It's to process danger. So when you are seeing things and when there's information coming in through the sensory system that makes the, the amygdala sense fear, then it goes into action. It takes control. And one of the most interesting things that it does is it takes energy, it takes oxygen, it takes glucose, it takes micronutrition, it takes every available thing it can from the thinking portion or the upper level of the brain. And it sucks it down into that section. And it, then it flushes the body with uh, different types of hormones and neurotransmitters, different hormones that allow the body to get out of that dangerous situation. For example, you know, you're running away from someone chasing you down the street. That's what the amygdala does is it's, it's going to instantly take over. You don't really think, you just act. You just act. Well, the interesting thing about the amygdala to me, one of the most interesting things about the amygdala is that it listens to everything that you're thinking in your mind. So I tell people, you got to be careful what you're thinking in your mind because your brain listens to it, especially those lower sections of the brain. And it will follow suit something is scary, the amygdala is going to go, okay, that's scary. Now I'm going to take over and protect you from this scary situation. Does this make sense? And then once it takes over, it stunts your growth. It stops you from taking risk because its job is to protect you. The interesting thing about the amygdala, though, and I mentioned this before, is that it doesn't, it doesn't know the difference between real danger and perceived danger. I did a, I did a presentation back in January, you know, it was February, and I was talking about stage fright, right? There are a lot of people out there who are listening to the program or watching it on Facebook Live or watching the replay or listening to the, the podcast later that they have a fear of public speaking. It is, it is the number one fear. Like, it ranks higher than your fear of death, the fear of getting up in front of people and on the stage and talking to people. But when you get down to why you are afraid, that's when it becomes really, really interesting. Because as I stood on that stage and I'm kind of looking up and around, I'm telling everybody, look at what is, what am I in danger of right now? Why is my life in danger by standing on the stage? It's not. The odds of a stage light falling on me and hurting me or killing me or a big speaker on the side of the stage hurting me and killing me, it's, it's most likely not going to happen. And unless I'm really clumsy and really not paying attention, the chance of me falling off the stage is pretty slim as well, right? It's just, it's not going to happen. And yet the brain tends to look at it as something incredibly scary because you think it's scary because you think it's dangerous to be in that position when in reality it's not nothing bad is going to happen but it's those thoughts in your mind that cause the amygdala to take control and make it it do that those butterflies in the stomach it makes your palms sweaty right 
it causes you, it, it takes over, it hijacks and it takes over your thought process. And you, well, technically you can't really think as clearly because it's using as much oxygen as it possibly can to now run the systems in the body to do what its job is to do. But that's just a perceived fear. Because in actuality, what you're afraid of most likely is the perception of the people in the audience. It's your fear of failure. It's your fear of getting up there and stuttering or saying something you're not supposed to say or having somebody throw rotten tomatoes at you. Uh, they don't really do that. <laughs> but this is a fear that, that a lot of people have when it comes to that topic of public speaking. And the amygdala will do this same thing no matter what your fear is. Now, sometimes it's gonna, it is going to literally protect you, you know, keep you from doing crazy things that might be uh, damaging, really a threat to your life. But a lot of the things that it will take control over and will hijack your brain, as I say, are things that can actually be beneficial to you. So using that, that example of public speaking, right, that if you're a, a person in business, whether you are a woman in business or you're a man in business and you want to expand your reach and you want to build a larger audience and you want to basically make more money, hey, guess what? Public speaking is a great way to do that. So getting over that fear could be very important for the success of your business. Now, there are other brain personality, brain personality connection factors that come into play. For example, if you are a very introverted brain, then your brain just simply is not going to have as easy a time stepping into that public sector, stepping into a position where you've got a lot of eyes, you know, looking at you. There are methods to work with that if you are extremely introverted, but you know this is something that you should do for the benefit of your business, then we can work with you on that. We can help you get past that, right? Oh, I love it. Anita said, love this fantastic information. Thank you so much, Anita. Let me see if I can pin that comment. That's an excellent comment. Thank you for your input. But uh, we can work with you and help you to, you know, help your brain not get stressed out in that situation. But this fear, the amygdala, can, will take over in a lot of other ways, too. It could take over when you're just, you just need to pick up the phone and make that sales call. It can hijack your brain when you are getting ready to perhaps ask for a raise at work. I did a, on the Women Entrepreneurs Show this morning, I interviewed the amazing uh, River Easter. Hey, Anita, I need to interview you on that show. My brain, my brain gets squirrely all the time. But as I was interviewing her, one of the things that she made a comment was she shared a statistic that I didn't even know about. I was like blown away. Let me see if I can read this here, if I remember it correctly. You'll have to look for River Easter to get the, make sure I did this right. She said, women, men ask for raises at work four times as often as men. No, I said that backwards. Men ask for raises at work four times as often as women. And when they go in to ask for a raise, they ask for 30% more. And I just thought, wow, wow. So this, the amygdala kind of hijacks women in a lot of situations that it doesn't necessarily men. It tends to be an issue because, again, this is something that might be frightful for you. You might be afraid of the rejection. You might be afraid of um, the, the response of the person 
that you are approaching, or maybe you're going to get worried about your job. Is Am I going to lose my job if I ask, right? All of these different crazy scenarios go through your mind. You think these in your mind, and what does the amygdala do? It hears it. It listens to it, and it responds accordingly, right? So now your brain is going, well, don't go in and ask, because that's a scary situation that might bring something bad to you. And that's what your brain does. Uh, Anita just commented that she sees this happen with women all the time. Another great contact for you guys. Check out Anita M. Jackson, wonderful woman. But this is one of the things that our brain does, right? It follows. It will also cause you to procrastinate. Have you ever had something that you really need to do? You really need to do. It, it, it may be that's going to give you a degree that's going to get you higher paid. It may be uh, asking for that raise. It may be doing the Facebook Live or starting a podcast. It, it could be any of those things, right? And you're all of a sudden you go, you're like, you go to bed the night before and you're like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this first thing tomorrow morning. And then you get up tomorrow morning and you're, you wind up doing something completely different. You, you, you go on to a di- completely different project, whether it's a business project or you go clean your house if, you have, if you're an uh, a, um, entrepreneur running out of your home, right, running your business out of your home. It's because your amygdala, your lower, your automated portions of the brain, because it sensed that fear, now it's got all this stuff going on in the brain that's saying that's dangerous. I'm going to procrastinate it. I'm going to move it off. I'm going to do something else that's not nearly as scary, not nearly as damaging, right? Even though the the threat is just perceived, it's not necessarily a real threat. Does this make sense, right? You're You're doing something or you're reaching out for something that even if you fail, even if you fail, you can walk away with a learned experience. If you fail, you can walk away with a a lesson that taught you something. So the next time you go to make that step, the next time you reach forward, the next time you go into a scary place, you, you better know how to handle it. Right? So what this is, this is where we have to hush that amygdala. We have to take back control over our brain once it has hijacked it. We have to say, wait a minute. And I tell people, you literally have to have a conversation with yourself. This is when it is perfectly all right to talk to yourself. If you need to do it out loud, by all means, do it out loud. It doesn't matter. The point is, is that you have to have that conversation with your brain and start analyzing, asking it, why are you afraid? What is scaring you? Why is it such a bad thing if you pick up that phone and you make that sales call and that person says no? Is that really going to be damaging to you, to your life, to your business? Really, you've got to make those calls in order to have the successes. You've got to have the failures in order to have the successes. So the first step that you have to do, the first tip that I want to give you right now is you have to talk to your brain. You have to have that conversation. You have to stop and think, what is it that I am afraid of? What is the action portion of the brain? What is the amygdala 
in my brain thinking is going to happen, that it is, it is procrastinating me or it's pulling me away or it's making me so nervous and so sick to my stomach that I can't do this. Is that? What is that? And that is what you have to stop and think, why what do I need to do? Once you have this why, you got to know why. You got to know what stuff. And I'm telling people, I love telling people, uh, mind map it. Uh, Anita says she totally agrees. The psychologist in her uh, agrees. We talk to yourself off and have those conversations. Uh, sometimes that's about the only intellectual conversation I can have. No, I'm just teasing. I'm teasing. <laughs> but when you have these conversations, mind map out, do a brain dump. Write down what it is that is you're, you're discovering about yourself. And if you're having a difficult time doing that, then reach beyond, uh, reach out for help. Reach out to someone like Anita. Reach out to someone like me and have that conversation. And we can help walk you through it to try to really figure out what is the core issue that you are dealing with that is causing your action or your amygdala or your lower portions of the brain to jump in and take control, right? You can map it out. You can write it out. You can dump it out of your brain and get it onto paper. Just start. Don't think that you have to put it in this linear fashion, right or left to right in, a, in perfect word order. This isn't about writing a book, <laughs> This is about literally just getting and brainstorming through your issues. So it can be, like I said, a mind map where you've got, what's the problem is the center. What am I thinking? That's the center, right? And then off to the sides, you're mapping out all the different things that you're feeling. Write down the emotions. Uh, I tell people, write randomly on a piece of paper. Like, I very rarely, very rarely do I use a lined piece of paper. My notebooks, even if they are lined notebooks, I've got things written sideways, upside down, uh, all over the place because the brain, believe me, the brain does not, this linear thing from left to right, it's not brain friendly, especially if you're trying to be creative. It is not brain friendly. So don't do that. Just just write it out. Just get things that uh, that you, oh, thank you. Anita shared the, shared the live. Thank you very much, Anita. Uh, and if you, if you like this information, then share the podcast, share the live, show me some love and let other people know how this is beneficial, but back to task tactics, right? Write it down, uh, get it out of your brain. Sometimes it's just writing down single words or two or three word phrases of what you're feeling. I'm really scared right now. Um, um, intimidation, um, anxiety, just write those words down because that's, that's getting in touch with what's going on in your brain. Then once you've done this, once you've had this conversation with yourself, you're going to be able to identify why you are feeling these things. Why are you feeling anxiety? Now, sometimes this gets into some really deep psychological uh, family of origin work. And that might be what you need to really aggressively move past. But when we're talking about business, just in the sphere of business, you may not have to go that deep, although it is beneficial at times. The point is, is that now that you're starting to identify the feelings that you're feeling, 
Now you can identify the why are you feeling that way. If I'm afraid to pick up my phone and make that phone, that sales call, why? Is it the fear of rejection? If it's the fear of rejection, now you start dissecting, well, why is that a bad thing? If I'm calling somebody and I'm offering them my services and they say, no, I'm not interested, does that mean I'm a bad person? Does that mean um, my services that I provide are not good? No, it doesn't mean any of that. It doesn't mean any of that. Anita shares that she keeps a clipboard with a white paper near her at all times. I, I actually, I wish I was that organized. I normally just uh, have white piece of paper <laughs> all over my desk. And I'm constantly like jotting on them and writing notes on them. Uh, <clears throat> but now that you've identified it, now you can start saying why. What's really, you know, is it really a bad thing? If somebody, if I call somebody and I have a conversation with them, I have this sales conversation with them and they're like, no, Julie, we're not interested in having you come speak for our group. That doesn't mean I'm not a good public speaker. You know, I've got testimonials that tell me otherwise. It just means at this point and time, my services are not what they need. They're not what they want. And that's not a bad thing doesn't mean anything about who I am as a person, right? It's okay. It's okay. If I take that college course or I take that business course course, and I actually fail, I get the F. What difference does it make? Did I still come out of that course with knowledge? Did I grow? Did I expand? Did I create some new neural connections? Of course I did. Whether or not I got an A, B, C, D, or F, it doesn't, that's not as important as what I gained. And oftentimes this is where our brain is so ingrained in us that if we don't have the success that we perceive we need to have, then it's a negative, then it's scary. And then that subconscious takes over, the action portion takes over the brain and it prevents us from amazing experiences. So walk it through. You've written down your feelings. You're looking at the reason why. Why am I afraid? These are the feelings I have, fear, anxiety. Why do I have this? Ask your brain that. Start thinking why, what's the motivation behind these feelings? And sometimes you go back and it's, well, because my dad always told me I talk too much. I got to tell you, that's something that I had. That was a voice that I had in my brain. Ladies and gentlemen, I am an extroverted auditory female brain. And what that means is I got a lot to say. And because I'm an extrovert, I'm going to say it. And I love to talk. That's the reason why I'm a public speaker and I have, I run, do lives and I have two podcasts and I'm working on two more. <laughs> so, right, I've been able to turn that thing that my brain my lower portion, my action portions of my brain may have thought scary was dangerous was bad because I got ridiculed for it as I was growing up. And I have flipped it on its head. I have completely turned it around. And I have recognized that this is actually a gift. It's not a negative. It's a positive about my personality, not a negative. Do you see where I'm going with this? So you have that conversation. You write down your feelings. You identify why you are feeling the way you are feeling. And now you have another conversation with your brain 
And quite frankly, you tell it to hush up, right? You take that deep breath. You, you do your power pose. You stretch out your chest. You breathe in deep because when you do that, you're going to fully oxygenate your brain, which is going to give your brain the ability to think better. Because remember I said in the beginning, when you are doing this, when this, this automated situation takes place, it is, I love it. Anita said we're twins. <laughs> I love you, Anita. We totally got to get together. Um, when, you, when your brain does this, it, remember I said it's taking the oxygen away. So if it's taking the oxygen away, you're not able to think. But when you do that power pose, you do a couple of really deep, deep breaths. You mindful meditate for a couple of minutes. Feel the feet underneath you or the ground underneath your feet. Feel the air around you. And just say to yourself, hey, this is okay. Worst case scenario, I make that phone call and they tell me no. It's not going to make me less of a person. It's not going to make me a failure. It just means they weren't interested at the time or maybe I need to do a little bit more relationship work. Maybe it was too much of a cold call. Maybe I got to connect with them on other levels, right? Get into this conversation with your brain and tell your brain, this is not a bad thing. This is not a scary thing. This is not something that, I, that is bad for me that you need to procrastinate to get me to walk away from. This is a good thing. I'm stretching. I'm stretching. Right? I'm learning. I'm gaining more knowledge. I'm gaining more information. And brain, it's okay. Failure is just a step to success. It is just a learning experience. Going up on that stage and talking in front of a crowd. Hey, Carmen, uh, <clears throat> talking in front of a crowd. You know, worst case scenario, I do, you know, trip over my words. I do forget half of my talk. Big deal. It's not going to kill you. It's not going to kill you. It's going to give you the essential practice so that the next time you step on that stage, you're going to be polished a little bit better, right? So having these conversations with your brain, literally have the conversation, find out what the problem is, then have the conversation and tell your brain it's okay. This is not a scary thing. Now, there's a lot of other things that you can do to also bring positivity in your mind and and uh, train your brain to think on more positive and to view these different experiences in your life as training, as learning. I love it. Carmen says she tells Bertha, which is what she calls her, her, uh, you know, her, her voice is in her head. She tells him to be silent all the time. <laughs> she said she's finally getting it. I love it, Carmen, right? It does. It literally changes your brain. And it gets to the point, oh, she says, and let it go. Yeah, definitely. Your brain gets to the point where it believes you. You're, like I said, your brain listens to everything that you're thinking in your mind. So the more you're saying it's okay, it's not scary, the more your brain is believing it's okay, it's not scary. The more you have these conversations, the more you learn from the things that don't go right in your life, the more your brain's going, oh, okay, I'm wiser now. Okay, 
I got this. Next time this comes up in my life, next time I have this challenge, next time I need to pick up the phone, next time I need to start a Facebook Live, next time I need to get on the stage, I'm, I'm going to be better at it, right? This is the conversations that we, we need to literally talk to ourselves, right? Have that conversation and hush your amygdala. Tell it, this is not scary. This is okay. It's not going to kill me. All right. That's the message that I wanted to share on the Facebook Live today. I'm going to wrap it up, and I'm going to wrap it up on the Brain Lady Speaks radio show. And thank everybody for tuning in. Thank everybody for the, I love it. Uh, Anita (laughs) says that it's all about, let me give her a love on that one, all about owning your power. It really is embracing it. And nine times out of ten, the things that we think are negatives about us, they're actually beautiful positives. So just have that conversation. Tell your amygdala to just shh, just be quiet. Just be quiet, right? <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you very much on the Brain Lady Speaks radio show for tuning in to the program and for listening. If you want to connect with me more or find out more about this information, then shoot me an email. Share the share the program. Follow me on Facebook, Your Best Mind Online, Facebook, Purple Brain Lady, Instagram and LinkedIn. I'm Brain Lady Julie. Twitter, I am brain, at Brain Lady. So tap into all of those and join me on future broadcasts of the Brain Lady Speaks radio show or here on the live. And like I like to tell everybody, as I'm wrapping up any of my program, I want you to, until next week, just simply enjoy every moment. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Brain Lady Speaks with Julie Anderson. Julie Brain Lady Anderson is considered to be one of the nation's top experts on the brain personality connection. She has been inspiring her audiences to fire up their brains and ignite positive changes in their relationships. And now, every week, she is here to bring that change to you. Julie often tells people that their greatest asset is not their stock portfolio, not their real estate holdings, or even their retirement account. No. It's what you were naturally born with, your brain. When you learn to tap into the potential of your natural gifts and the power of the brain-mind connection, the sky is never the limit. As a matter of fact, there is no limit. Be sure to tune in to The Brain Lady Speaks with Julie Anderson next week and every week, 12 p.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. See you next time, everybody. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.